Okay, big guy, remember in about episode number five, you were making fun of my organ music, the baseball music? Yes, I certainly do. And why why am I hearing that again? Well, there's a good reason to be playing it. Explain, please. Well, just hang in there and you'll find out in just a minute. Fair enough. Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk Podcast. And now, now you're your host, the two G's, Mark and Drew. Okay, G2. G1, Drew. what's up? Hey, we're back briefly, uh, at least until another, well, this may be our last show, isn't it? Wow. Well, anyway, we had to come back because, well, let me back up. In the summertime, do you ever recall Adam Wainwright being interviewed regarding fantasy football? Oh yeah, for a couple years, I've I know I've I've known that he's a big fantasy football player, so I've always thought that was cool about him. And I think the last episode I heard, or excuse me, episode I'm thinking of us, think of our show, the the last interview, I think he was talking to Danny Mac, and they were talking about an upcoming trip to San Francisco. And he's going to be visiting with Hunter Pence. And so all I knew, just from what I could piece together, is that he'd go around setting up these fantasy leagues in other cities. And it would be used to, uh, the proceeds would be used toward various projects, like in Haiti. And uh, we're going to find out a little bit more. So you want to know why I'm bringing this up? I am very curious. Tell me. Well, on the website, Big League Impact. So him and his brother started this foundation back in, I believe, 2013, and we'll confirm that by the end of the show. They set up a foundation, and I thought, Trey, I wonder if he's in LinkedIn. Mm, Okay. And he was. So I thought, okay, I'll just take a chance. What's the worst that can happen? No, No response or a no so I, around the week before Christmas, I reached out to him on LinkedIn, and I just said, Trey, who, there, this is who I am. I'm a nobody, and, uh, <laughs> we, and we have this little league, and we, we, we are Cardinal fans, and so we also want to contribute, which, by the way, our number one sponsor for Vietnam football uh, made, made a donation. And um, Okay. So... I, you know, I didn't hear back from him, and, and I reached out to him the worst time of the, the year, Christmas time. But, but you never you never heard back from him, right? Until last week. Wow. Okay. And just such a just such a great, humble individual, very giving, uh, very serving of his time. He's just very generous. So we he reached out an email last week, and then this past Monday, uh, we talked for about fifteen minutes, just you know, talking about the organization and kind of just doing a little pre prep. Uh, for for our interview that we're going to hear do in just a couple of minutes, so I'm very very thankful for uh, Trey coming on to the show tonight, and um, I think what we'll just do is we'll shut up and <laughs> let's let's hear from uh, Trey. Sounds like a good idea. Here we go. Trey Wainwright, along with his brother Adam, and yes, we all know him, don't we? Are the founders of Big League Impact. And it's a nonprofit benefiting various projects through fantasy sports, among other activities. And the first question I had was, how did this all get started? So uh, to do that, I got to take you back to about 2010, 11. Adam is a professional baseball player. You know, he's, he's enjoying baseball. He's, he's uh, 
really generous with his his time and his his and his money uh, to, uh, to to do good and to support various charities and he's looking for ways to get involved and, and he's very involved and when his teammates or his team or his manager or his uh, hometown or his alma mater or anybody you know asks him to do things he's he's always uh, uh, out to say yes and and to give back and, and and find ways to make a difference in that process it you know over time he started saying yes to you know, maybe too many things, and uh, it starts started to pull on his time a little bit. You know, over over the course of a few years, he he started to feel that pressure and that 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 limitation. That especially in season, he only had a certain number of off days each month. Um, you know, half of those are on the road. The ones that are at home, he would like you know to spend some time with family and uh, to to really sort of take a load off. And yet, before the season even starts, he knows that half of those off days, if not more, are committed to various charitable events, um, uh, golf tournaments, galas, uh, appearances, otherwise, that uh, people have sort of already looked at the Cardinals calendar and said, you know, oh, there's a Cardinals off day when they're in town. Let's have a charity event that day and see what Cardinals we can get to come. So uh, over time, he started feeling a little bit of... Of, of anxiety around, I want to do good. I only have so much time and only so many places I can really say yes and really make a difference. Um, so that started weighing on him. At the same time in the background, um, you know, baseball players are ultra competitive, any professional athlete for that matter, ultra competitive. Um, it's sort of part of what makes them the elite athletes that they are is that they have very sort of binary <laughs> thinking There's a winner and a loser on most things. And um, and it carries over into their everyday life. In addition to baseball, it, it you know they'll they play poker on the plane or some other card game. They will play the credit card game at dinner to see who has to buy. They're always playing some sort of a contest. They'll play ping pong in the locker room. They'll, there's always something going on. So they're always looking for ways to compete with each other. And fantasy football has become one of those. And ever since Adam's been in the major leagues, there's been a Cardinals clubhouse fantasy league. My understanding is it's in every major league clubhouse as well. About 2011 or so, um, you know, I I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Our hometown is a place called St. Simons Island, Georgia, which is a few hours away where Adam and his family spend the off season. Uh, I travel down um, for the week between Christmas and New Year's to spend some time with Adam and his family and our our mom. And um so uh, for a couple of years in a row, there's this sort of interesting dynamic where kind of during that week, it's the end of the year um, and uh, Adam is getting, you know, feedback on some of the charity events that he's done during the season, um, including a charity golf tournament that he participates in back home. And, and you can sense the frustration that, you know, he's put in a lot of time, he's leveraged relationships, he's you know, gathered autographed items. He's spent, you know, a day off to work on something or to participate in something. And at the end of the day, some of those things don't make, you know, the kind of money um, efficiently that, 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 that he's hoping to make. Uh, and, and, and yet a few minutes later, um, he's saying, okay, now everybody, you know, clear the room. I, I got, I'm in the fantasy playoffs this week and I've got to beat, you know, Chris Carpenter. And if I do, then I'm in the finals. And, so I'm going to go in my office and, uh, you know, I've got to set my fancy lineup and it's a big week and I'm really excited about, 
you know, some player one year, it was Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. And he had both of them on the same team from our hometown, our home state, Atlanta Falcons. It was all just fired up and really excited. And, and this was almost within the course of like an hour of like being disappointed in something on the charity side and really excited about the competitive aspect of his fantasy league. And so we kind of took a step back and just said, well, Adam, you know, you're really excited about this. You're kind of disappointed in the other. How do we take advantage of your competitive psyche and your interest in things like fantasy football to maybe do that for charity? And um, one thing led to another. We started, we brainstormed that for a couple of years in a row, frankly, and it sounded like a great idea, but we didn't really do anything about it. And, and finally, in 2013, um, really probably June or July, um, we had a conversation. I said, Adam, you know, if we're ever going to do anything about that idea, we we need to just do it. You know, we can sit around and talk about it. We can think about it, but it's almost football season right now. And, you know, what if we just make some calls and ask around a little bit and see what could happen? And um, so we made three calls. Um, one was to somebody within the Cardinals organization that that Adam knows well, a guy named Joe Pfeiffer, who's um, in the marketing department, but but somehow, you know, that everybody you know knows each other and especially fantasy football players, no fantasy football players in the Cardinals organization. And Joe's a big fantasy football player. And uh, so Adam asked Joe, so Joe, I got this idea for a fantasy football league for charity and we'd raise some money and maybe we could get some people to donate some prizes and put the money to charity and, and play for the prizes. What do you think about that idea? And you know, Joe called back and said, I think it's a great idea. I think you should have the fantasy draft at the stadium and I'll get some prizes from the Cardinals and we'll help out and we'll, you know, we'll let you have it at the stadium for free. And so we uh, called, we, we were put in touch with uh, somebody who uh, works for a company called real time fantasy sports based in St. Louis, which is a fantasy football uh, platform uh, online platform. And so we called Mark Hanna and said, you know, you don't really know us, but we, you know, we know somebody in, in, in fantasy world who said we should get to know you and we got this idea for a fantasy league and we want to do it for charity. And what do you think about that? And Mark said, well, you know, we donate our time and our software and you could do it. You know, we'd, we'd host the draft and run the draft and you can do it on our software and we do all that for free and help out. And so that sounded great. And then we called uh, a friend that we know who used to work for Anheuser-Busch and said, um, you know, we got this idea. We want to have a fantasy league, et cetera, et cetera. She called back and said, I think it's a great idea. And Anheuser-Busch is going to donate, you know, a, a, a ski trip to uh, Colorado as part of a marketing thing that we do and all this merchandise and, and uh, you know, tickets to uh, the all-star game and just various other things. And I mean, just the next thing we know, you know, we just, it's just falling, falling right into place in a few phone calls. So Adam talked to the broadcasters for the Cardinals and said, hey, I'm thinking about having this fantasy league and maybe you could plug it for me on, on the air. And uh, in the meantime, I, as a lawyer uh, at the time, decided to, all right, let's spin up a 501c3 and go get a credit card merchant account and a bank account and get ready for this uh, league. And uh, first year, we're going to charge $2,500 a seat and see what happens. And we'll get a few Cardinals to participate in the league. And, the most we could possibly do is, you know, four 12-team leagues and, and we'll get Adam and, and 
um, you know, a few of his teammates to, to host each league. And so we've got 11 spots that we could sell, if you will. And, um, and let's see what happens. And maybe we only do one. Maybe we only get, you know, 11 people interested in this and Adam just does it by himself. But we'll, we'll tee up a few players just in case this thing takes off. And so Adam did a couple plugs on the air and in social media. And, you know, it, it, it took, took a few weeks to submit the application to get an entity set up and submit a 501c3 application and start the process of getting a credit card account. Before we could get all of that done, and the credit card account, you know, really took it took a couple of weeks. Before we could get that done, we had interest from people, and we said, you know, we don't have the credit card thing worked out yet, but you can send us a check for twenty five hundred bucks, and and you know that'll hold your spot. We had forty four checks for twenty five hundred dollars within a couple of weeks. Uh, we, we we were it was it was really great and our friends at Real Time Fantasy Sports and the Cardinals you know collected some of those in person for us and and you know people sent them to them to uh, to, to to gather up and forty four people times twenty five hundred bucks is a it's, that's a pretty nice fundraiser so um, you know we we had a great time the Cardinals were more than generous the Anheuser Busch was more than generous the Real Time Fantasy Sports was more than generous uh, the the donors were great and excited to be involved and. We raised over $100,000 and we had about $2,500, dollars $3,000 worth of expenses. And some of that was because we just didn't know what we were doing yet. And we went out and bought t-shirts for everybody. Um, we, we probably could have gotten those donated in hindsight, but uh, um, very, very low overhead, um, you know, low expenses, high output. Adam was super excited about it. the The fans were super excited to engage with him and, I mean, these guys talk trash when they do a fantasy football draft and they're, they don't let up just because somebody's a fan They're, You know, Matt holiday was involved every year that he was in St. Louis and he was among the, among, among the funniest because, uh, you know, sometimes there'd be somebody who'd really take a long time to make their pick and, uh, really study it really hard. And he'd, you know, he'd stand up and look at him and say, all right, you know, human rain delay here. Just, you know, any day now, feel free to make a, make a pick here and just letting them have it. I next asked how Big League Impact is expanding and what the larger vision is for the organization. That's a great question. And this is, you know, we're, we're, we're reaching a, a, you know, a pivotal point here in, in the history of Big League Impact. You know, that was 2013. We raised over $100,000. Adam talked to a few of his friends in baseball that offseason and said, you know, you'll never believe this. I raised over $100,000 playing fantasy football and it wasn't any skin off my back. I did a draft, which was great practice for my important leagues. And then I, you know, just filled filled out another roster on Sundays when I was already going online to fill out rosters. And we made $100,000 for charity. This is great. And so a few of his friends, David Wright with the Mets and um, and Max Scherzer at the time with the Tigers, uh, a few of these guys said, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd get in on that. That sounds great. How do I do that? And so 2014, we, we expanded to five cities and five, you know, had five drafts and raised about $400,000. And 2015, we added a couple more cities and raised about $500,000. And fast forward to 2018, we we raised about a million dollars. So, um, you know, the, the the vision for Big League Impact, getting back to sort of where it started, but also not really not having to focus purely on fantasy football is, you know, this is a fundraising platform for athletes or entertainers, for that matter, who have a platform and a persona and a, and, and a celebrity. Um, who want to do 
good things for charity may don't maybe maybe don't have their own foundation and infrastructure to to be able to do something efficiently um, but it's a way for them to do something competitive with fans or against fans to have fans who will donate money for that experience whatever it is it's a high experiential sort of opportunity fans will donate money of some amount to participate in and whatever it is basically the you know the formula is you know show me a major league athlete or a you know high profile celebrity tell me what they're passionate about uh from a social perspective a civic perspective and tell me what they're competitive you know, what, what what are what are they passionate about from a competitive standpoint and i can create a fan i can create a fundraiser around that so a lot of these guys it's fantasy football some of it could be video games we do an ncaa bracket challenge in the spring um, again, it's the, the model is very efficient. In, in the spring, every major league clubhouse has a NCAA bracket contest, and those guys are betting on it. They're putting money in a pot, and they're playing for the pot. All I need is for Adam to walk around in the Cardinals clubhouse. He doesn't even have, the guys don't even have to fill out an extra bracket. He can say, you know, hey, let me take a picture of your bracket and upload it into a charity event so people can see your picks. And the guys say, sure, no problem. So. We'll digitize those picks. We'll give fans a chance for a lower dollar amount, 25, 50 bucks, something like that, to, to donate in order to participate in the challenge. They fill out a bracket and then they can follow along the NCAA tournament and see side by side with some of their favorite players, you know, who's the better basketball picker. So we have different different uh, ideas, different concepts. We even talked, you, you may remember a guy who, who pitched for uh, um the Cardinals in relief a few years back, um, Axelrod, I think his name was. Um, he's a big movie guy. He loves the movies and he's really smart about it. So every year he goes online and he makes Oscar picks on Twitter. And one year he went 17 for 17 with his Oscar picks. He listed he listed 17 picks. He got, you know, before the Oscar started and he got 17 right. So the guy knows movies, um, you know, he he ultimately got traded away and we didn't you know get this piece together but i mean that's an example of like tell me a guy you know who who's got some special competitive you know some special knowledge or or expertise and something that he's passionate about i could turn that into a charity event we could have people donate 25 bucks and make 17 oscar picks and if you beat axelrod in in uh uh in in your picks or even get within a few of it maybe he sends you an autograph ball or something so uh, that's that's the vision. That's the goal is uh, to help these guys raise money for causes they care about, leveraging the platform that they have uh, in an efficient way. And we're at an interesting crossroads here because Adam's toward the end of his career. You know, but the Lord will, will, will decide how much longer he gets to play. But, uh, you know, he's still going to be passionate about these things and, and still involved. But who knows how long he's going to be hosting a fantasy football league in St. Louis. Maybe, um, you know, maybe another player uh, takes the reins of that and starts to host that in St. Louis. And, and, and we are doing events in various other cities. So we're starting to try to gather some additional, you know, involvement from, from other players around major league baseball who want to get involved and be on the board and, execute this vision in some way. And some of it isn't even a competitive event necessarily. We, we have stats challenges on our website, for example, where you can, you know, you, you can commit a certain amount of money for each strikeout that a pitcher has or home run that a, that a hitter has or stolen bases that a guy like D Gordon has. 
And, and these guys look and, and we try to make it sort of a menu of options for them. You know, if you, if you care about something, tell us what it is. As long as it's a legitimate 501c3, we'll participate and, and, and help you with it. What do you like to do and how do you want to piece this together? Or do you have a certain cause in particular you want to achieve? Or maybe you want to build a school in a certain place or a, a, a ball field in a certain place or, um, you know, support a, a food drive in some place. Um, what what is that? Let's think about how much money is needed for that, and how do we get there? And so, um, you know, that's that's the vision. Uh, I hope in five years that some people smarter than us are continuing to execute on it with the next generation of ball players that are following in Adam's footsteps. Trey then told us about the growth of Big League Impact. We do see growth. We're each year is a process to sort of vet out where the growth comes from. When we started out doing this, like I said, we did it in St. Louis only. Then we moved into five cities. And then the next year, I think we did seven and then maybe eight. There was a time where the vision was we want to do a fantasy football league in, in all 30 major league cities. And, and the learning process is, you know, we've, we've now reconsidered that, um, you know, what we really need is we need a passionate player who really wants to take ownership of this and participate in it and use their celebrity uh, in social media and uh, on the airwaves for, with their team's help to talk up an event and really get some publicity for it and, and some involvement. And we need, we need sort of an anchor sponsor uh, involved in each city to help make sure that it's a viable fundraiser. We've, we've had a few where, you know, they raised a lot less money. In St. Louis, we were able to raise a hundred plus thousand dollars every year and, and and have, you know, from the beginning. Other cities, it's not, you know, not every city is like St. Louis. So um, we, we, we have had to sort of learn a little bit and set some parameters around, you know, if it's a fantasy football league. We don't we don't have the staff and 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 the overhead to put on 30 fantasy leagues and have them not make, you know significant funds for, for these athletes who, who do have a celebrity and who, you know, should be able to leverage that for, you know, for some monetary gain for, for their social causes. Um, so we, we have, there has been a learning process. I, I, I expect we'll probably do, um, you know, eight or 10, what we call our VIP leagues. Um, these are the in-person drafts where people can, you know, donate money and sit side by side with a player and draft a team and, play online against them throughout the season. Um, but we are doing more of these other events. And, and you know, some of these guys, uh, frankly, like to do things like go to Dave and Buster's and have fan challenges for Papa Shot and Ski Ball and other things at those kind of events. I mean, you may have heard that one of Adam's, you know, sort of goofy passions is he likes karaoke. Uh, so we host a karaoke night uh, in St. Louis as well. So it's it can be different kinds of events. And some of that is to show guys that, you know, other things are possible. What I predict for 2019 is that we'll do more money in non-fantasy football contests than, than we do in fantasy football contests, which has never been the case before. But I think in 2019, it'll probably flip over finally um, to that point because other guys have, I mean, guys have other interests and, um, you know, whether it's, in-person contests or, you know, a lot of these players are, are, are in love in video games and they play on the road in their hotel room. And we can 
we can spin up a charity video game contest one night while a guy's sitting in his hotel room in Cincinnati playing against fans who will donate, you know, a hundred bucks to play against them that night. I, that, that's my prediction that, that we'll, raise, we'll have more revenue from non-fantasy football than fantasy football in 2019. Trey talked about the global initiative and he explained exactly what that is. And these are charities that, that the board has curated of that we think are, are highly efficient um, social causes that, um, that are largely basic needs charities, food, water, shelter type uh, causes that we'll, we'll, we'll take 25% of the proceeds from those events and we'll apply them to the global initiative. And a, a couple of those um, uh, organizations are definitely you know, near and dear to our hearts because we've really seen the impact. And one is called Water Mission, which is a, um, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, an organization based in Charleston, South Carolina, that's, uh, you know, mission is to help, uh, uh, fight the global, uh, water crisis in, in, uh, underserved areas and, and, and poorer areas where they don't have clean water. Uh, and, and they have, um, you know, very efficient water delivery systems that are built, um, by plumbers and, um, and technicians in the, uh, Charleston area, largely on a volunteer basis. These, um, they go into communities and teach somebody how to maintain a, a solar uh, powered uh, well, basically, and, and or sanitation system. And uh, once, you know, the, somebody in the community has taken ownership and, and um, ability to make sure this is a sustainable project, you know, they can, they can come in and, 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 provide the resources to, to, to do one of these. So we've done them in several communities in Honduras and in Haiti uh, and, and, and in other in Mexico as well. Uh, and we have seen, because our, our team members, including Adam, have, have traveled uh, to these places uh, to see firsthand the impact that's made. And there are water wells in Honduras and Haiti that have a big league impact logo on the side of them that say, you know, this was funded by big league impact. And so Adam and other ball players can feel good about themselves that, you know, playing fantasy football or otherwise doing things to compete with fans has provided that well to provide clean water to that community for people who otherwise would be drinking water practically from a ditch um, and, and, and helping to eliminate, you know, waterborne illnesses in that community and it's right there you know the logo is right there we've got photos and videos of them that uh like it's real and the impact is measurable so um and we and we and we tell these guys that what they're doing is competitive with their fans and maybe with each other but it's collaborative at the end of the day because they're funding they're funding charities that they care about they're also netting a portion of their proceeds to something that's not benefiting any one guy in any one city these are you know global projects that are helping people you may not even know what Major League Baseball is, frankly. Now, you might find this a little surprising. Trey, he doesn't play fantasy football. Here's why. Back in college, my junior year of college in 1995 at Georgia Tech in Atlanta, um, I got involved in fantasy or in rotisserie baseball. And um, we had a rotisserie baseball. And, uh, you know, this was, I mean, yes, we had the internet at, at Georgia Tech, but it wasn't uh, a thing of beauty back then. And uh, I 
you know, I'd heard about this league and seen my fraternity brothers playing in it for a few years. And I was always interested and thought I wanted to get involved. And so my junior year, I decided to, you know, ante up and participate in the draft and, and play in this league. And I couldn't put it down. I was obsessed with it. I, I was sucked in and I would spend time every day, significant time every day, working on my lineup and working on, you know, trades and, and waiver pickups and, and, you know, making adjustments to my team. And I, I mean, it became, it became an unhealthy obsession to the point that my grades suffered that, you know, it was all I could think about. And at the end of that season, I said, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> um, and I put it, I put it down. And uh, so when, when Adam has asked me a couple of times along the way, like, Hey, you know, why don't you get in on this league with us? I've said, I'm good. And I just like watching and, and, and being on the periphery and, and, and helping out. So maybe someday I'll get back involved. Cause I think I've got a better, you know, I think I got a better handle on my personality than I used to back in college, but uh, that's my, that's my background. There's no way I can end my conversation with Trey without asking who threw harder in the backyard you, Trey, or Adam? The, the truth of the matter is we're seven years apart, and I'm, I'm seven years older than he is. And our parents, our parents were separated um, very young, when, when we were very young, and, and so we sort of grew up without dad in the, in the home. And, and uh, when I was in high school and working on you know, being a better baseball player, and I was a left-handed pitcher, actually, um, I would drag him out in the backyard and make him catch for me. And so... I was the one who would unload on him and I didn't know any better than, you know, to let up that, that I needed to let up on him. So, um, you know, I've, I've made the joke a few times over the years that, you know, I, I like to think that I had some, some hand in his, uh, in his development because I made him develop faster. Cause if he, you know, he, he was going to catch that ball one way or the other, if he didn't get the glove in the right place, it was going to hurt him. Uh, you know, he'd either catch it in his glove or catch it in his teeth. That's Trey Wainwright, co-founder, Big League Impact. If you'd like to learn more, check out their website. And hey, while you're there, make a donation. It's bigleagueimpact.org. Well, thank you for reaching out and really appreciate it. And, and absolutely, of course, appreciate the donation. Every dollar uh, makes a difference. It really does. Adam, Like I said, Adam covers the overhead. So your, your, your donations are helping to support you know, our global initiative and, and causes like Water Mission. And uh, we don't take that for granted. So, you know, definitely when, when I'm asked to, to, to talk about Big League Impact, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to make sure we do that. Um, for anybody that's interested in, in our events, you know, our website is bigleagueimpact.com or bigleagueimpact.org. And um, we uh, have different events from time to time, including some in, in, in St. Louis. Uh, Adam's karaoke night is coming up over winter warm-up weekend here in, in just a few days. Uh, we'll have an NCAA bracket challenge in the spring. We'll have Adam's fantasy league later in the fall. And who knows what else, um, whether stats challenges or otherwise, if, uh, other, if, if people want to follow along, get involved. Um, we you know, love more uh, more participants and more publicity for the causes and the and and the contests to just help make a bigger difference. So really appreciate you. Well, what'd you think? Wow. Okay, I'm really impressed. Like this was no five minute interview. Like he he went all out. Yes. Again, very giving of his time, and he did not have to to do that. So. Yeah. 
So again, it is Big League Impact. And and definitely go out to the website in in our email in our email I'll I'll post some additional information, and uh, again just a wonderful organization uh, just just tip of the cap to Trey and his brother Adam for what they are doing really all the people involved in this in in this endeavor uh, it's just wonderful what they're doing they're taking something they love doing. And that's really, in our league, what we need to be thinking about, right, right? Right, You know, yeah, we're playing a game, we're having fun, but I really do hope that we can have an impact, too, just like Big League Impact. Well, hey, we need to go, and I guess it will be, we'll talk next season, next right? Next season. Man, it's going to be a long time from now. A lot well, of things are going to change. All righty. Well, uh, enjoy the Chiefs football. Go Chiefs, right? Go Chiefs and Rams. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk with the two G's, Mark and Drew. Drew.